Umar Sofi has been reading a number of books. He's a good reader. And in one book he read by A.W. Tozer, he came across a question which he needs an answer to. And he says,、uh, the question I want answered goes along something like this. The Bible assumes a self-evident fact that man can know God with at least the same degree of intimacy as they know another person or thing that comes within the field of their experience. The same terms are used to express the knowledge of God as are used to express the knowledge of physical things, like, O taste and see that the Lord is good, all thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes, out of the ivory palaces, my sheep hear my voice, etc. Also, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. These are but countless such passages from the Word of God, and more important than any text. Is the fact that the whole import of the scripture is toward this belief. My question is this, he says. How can I apply to taste, to smell, to hear, and most important, to see God? Because I believe God always keeps his promise to become true. Umar, you're, you're actually asking a very important question, and one that a lot of Christians ask.、Uh, equally, a lot of people are thinking of becoming Christians ask, because God does say, Taste and see. He does say, "I want to know you." He he calls himself our friend,、um, and it's quite difficult to be friends with somebody that you don't know. So we need to look and see what it means by understanding these kinds of biblical passages. And I know it's something that I've struggled with as I've grown up.、Um, and I would have to say that my relationship with God as I grew up was probably more of an intellectual one. It was more one of understanding what the Bible said in my mind. Rather than having a relationship in my heart, and that's something that's that's had to develop as I've come to know God as a friend over a period of time. To answer this, I think we need to look a little bit at the style of writing and the symbolism and the context of these passages. For instance, in in Psalm forty-five, which you've quoted,、um, is poetry. Psalm forty-five is the one where you said, "All all thy garments shall smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia out of the ivory palaces."、Um, It's poetry, and it's also prophetic of the Messiah. So let's look at some of the examples you quoted. Psalm thirty-four eight says, "Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good." The word "taste" comes from the Hebrew "ta'am," meaning to try the flavor of. In, in the case of this, meaning to experience. And I think it'll help you to understand the meaning of it if you compare that with Jeremiah fourteen verse sixteen. When your words came, I ate them, and they were my joy and my heart's delight. And it's evident that, obviously, Jeremiah didn't actually eat God's words, but it was a figure of speech that indicated that Jeremiah made the words his own. He memorized them, he studied them. They had an effect on his life, and so they were a source of joy to him. And in the same way, there in Psalm thirty-four eight, it's indicating. The joy that we have as we taste and see, as we experience God. How about John ten twenty seven? Are we talking about hearing now? Do we actually hear God's voice in an audible way? Well, these were words that were spoken by Jesus when he was here on earth, and obviously he was indicating that、um, his followers and the people around him, if they listened to what he was saying as Jesus as the Messiah, this would、uh, make a difference in their lives. He was describing himself as a shepherd. And his followers as sheep, and that would have been a very, very familiar figure of speech to、uh, to his listeners. As the sheep hear and respond, so Jesus' followers would also respond to his voice. Well, 
we can understand that as addressed to ourselves too, I think, as indeed Jesus intended. How do we hear his voice? We hear him as we read the Bible. We hear him through the, the voice of conscience when God impresses various things on our hearts. And if we're truly his sheep, we'll listen to the Holy Spirit as he impresses us with the will of God through the teachings of his word. Well, here's a hard one now. I would love to see God. So so how do I see God? Because the Bible does say that blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Indeed. And, um, you know, while we can't physically see God at the moment, we have the promise that we are going to see him. First um, Corinthians chapter 13 talks about now seeing through a glass darkly. Um, because we just have a vague kind of, of picture of, of God and our relationship with him is, is one that's really not as great as God would want it to be or as great as we'd like it to be. But he's promising that in the future when Jesus comes again, when we go to heaven, when we live in a new earth, that God will make his dwelling place amongst us and we will have an even deeper and more intimate relationship with him. Uh, and so those who have pure hearts, those who choose to follow God, to follow the teachings of Jesus, will see God when Jesus comes again and takes us to live with him.